We live in a fast-paced society, and everything seems to happen at once. You're constantly connected, and there's always something new grabbing your attention. And given these hectic times we live in, it's no wonder that it's sometimes tough to just sit back and consider what makes life significant. But it's not merely about you. Self-help is all fine and great, but for it to be effective, it's necessary to reflect on the impact you have on those you love, community, and society. And in this episode, you'll discover how to command a life of purpose and meaning. You'll understand how to positively impact the world so when you're gone, it will be effective. So let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingles, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. There was no moment more blessed and beautiful than the day that you were born. When you arrive in that traumatic moment, when you are in your most delicate stages, there is no more incredible blessing than to take your first breath on your own. We celebrate that moment every year for the rest of your life. How we enter the world is exactly how we should exit the world, aimed at being happy, fulfilled, and celebrating this wonderful life. The aim is to have tears of joy rather than sadness running down cheeks because of the impact that you've had on others. This year, and the past has reminded us that life is short. And those of us who had served in the military or became first responders know how quickly life can be taken away when your profession puts you in harm's way every time you walk out the door. This brings me to the principle in life called perspective. Compared to the space beyond our galaxy and universe, past the stars, God has created a magnificent place we call home. But concerning what we do know, Earth isn't that big. And when you size things up, I think it's easy to say God wanted us to keep things in perspective. You don't need to dig deep into your mental faculties, or spirituality to begin. Maybe you are entering or exiting a building or a room and someone doesn't hold the door for you. Possibly you turned on your blinker and some guy speeds up rather than slows down to let you over during your commute. These micro moments in our lives will likely get the most outrageous response of rage. If you put things into perspective, it probably didn't have anything to do with you at all. The other person was probably in a rush or absent-minded, even lost in their thoughts and didn't consider 
the cause and effect. You just need to let it go. Something I've been hearing a lot lately since my daughter has learned the song, Let It Go, sung by Disney's famous Queen Elsa in Frozen. Too many times have I seen someone's day derailed for these random acts and forced them out of their game. Let your goodness shine through and chalk it up. Self-discipline is essential also. If you practice this vital skill, it will undoubtedly result in more happiness and success. I want you to realize, even though most would say discipline isn't fun, I would say that when you restrict or constrict yourself, that only results in expansion. Ever seen a high jumper approach the bar? They build up speed, get as small as they can as they wind up like a spring and explode into the air. Discipline will make your life much easier. Trust me, after 25 years in the Army, I know just a little bit about discipline. Not much, though. Oftentimes, we have to be focused, patient, and fight our way through life's challenges. What would happen if you gave up on everything as soon as it got hard or things didn't go your way. You might be alone, wouldn't have experienced any success maybe, because you gave up. And when the tough gets going and your life would be difficult, being disciplined means you stick to things until the end. You exercise some tactical patience and work through things Each challenge is an opportunity to learn and grow. You'd be much more respected and accomplished if you did this. People make promises with the full awareness that they will not likely act upon their assurances. And everyone is guilty of this little misfortune due to the failure to follow through with our words and intentions such as helping someone move, lending a book, and following up with a resource. Breaking these little promises will result in bad habits over time, and they accumulate like trash in a dump, and it won't make you happy. When you don't deliver, others will be disappointed, and you begin to lose points. You will be labeled as unreliable and untrustworthy. We all have one of those people in our lives that we don't rely on their words because we know they're not backed up by actions. Honesty can be an approach that becomes the central hub of your character. When you say something, you should keep track of those little ankle biters. Keep a record of those small promises you make that you don't follow through on. Many times people go along to get along to avoid confrontation or just to be liked challenge yourself to go a week without breaking a promise or telling a little fib your only target is to be true to your word if you make a commitment follow through even if you are the only one who knows about that commitment and when you keep your promises and you follow through on your commitments It will raise the level of happiness in your life. But remember, 
that you are going to fall down and fail. You're going to have to learn to cope with failure and move past it. It's really not that bad because your experiences can help you grow. Look at people who have overcome serious illnesses and come back from the brink of death to achieve amazing feats. These are the people who are the happiest in life because they can enjoy the moment and push past the pain. They can do self-care and administer self-aid in their most difficult moments and have a more profound sense of meaning in their lives. And when you take risk, life is a lot more exciting and you live to your full potential. Failure comes with the territory, but it's much better than living a mediocre life. Maybe you wanted to be an athlete, but you were scared to attend the walk-ons. Perhaps you wanted to change careers or start a business, but were afraid you might lose the security that you built. If any of this resembles your situation, you lose out on a dream opportunity due to fear. And maybe, just maybe, if you would have shown up, you would have been accepted as a walk-on and made it to the semi-pros. Could you possibly end up struggling at that next level? These possibilities are what makes our lives rich and full of experiences that we can use later on. They often lead to other opportunities and richer experiences. Life can get tough at a moment's notice. And when you find yourself speeding through the days and don't have a moment to breathe, change is necessary. You need to put first things first. What are your priorities? And if you don't know, then you are a slave to someone else's agenda. And when you are moving to the beat of someone else's drum, you don't have freedom. If you can sort out your priorities based on what you value, then you can experience a life of meaning and purpose. Robert Greene, who wrote the book Mastery, stated, The time that leads to mastery is dependent upon the intensity of our focus. Just think of David Groggins, the author, who is a former Navy SEAL that competes in ultramarathons for charity. In his first race, he experienced kidney failure. But a few months later, he completed the 135-mile Badwater Ultramarathon and finished fifth. He gets up at 3 a.m. for a 20-mile run, bikes 20 miles to work, runs on his lunch hour, and rides home 20 miles. He tops off his day with a weight training and only gets about three hours of sleep somehow. His focus, determination, and work ethic are superhuman. But David will tell you he hates swimming, running, and biking. But he follows a path of extreme focus. But even highly skilled professionals don't find meaning alone in their profession. And meaning and purpose come from your other areas of life as well. Relationships are an essential factor as much as play and rest. And even if you focus on meaningful goals in your life, you do have 
to give yourself a chance to enjoy it along the way. Especially if you have a family. They will appreciate your presence and engagement. And when you take a pause, it allows your stress levels to return to baseline levels. You can find yourself happier and healthier with regular breaks and potentially experience joy after each feat. However, this just doesn't happen, and you must plan and program it into your schedule. I often call these sabbaticals modernly used when teachers take a leave of absence, but initially they were used for religious holidays devoted to contemplation and prayer. The same ideas and principles apply here as well. You take breaks for two or three hours daily, or maybe you take one day off a week. I tend to try to take four days off in a row each month. How you do it isn't as important as actually doing it. What are some behaviors that annoy you? And if you're a parent, then you probably could name a few that your children do regularly. It never surprises me that my daughter will eat all the marshmallows in her lucky charms, leaving the milk and the cereal behind. And Andrew doesn't like the crust around his bread. And maybe it's eating the cream filling in an Oreo and leaving the two cookies behind. These are just a couple examples of behaviors us parents try to stop. It looks like kids are just wasting and haven't really developed an appreciation for what they have been provided on the surface. Is that really so? When you look at the situation through a different lens, there is something to appreciate about kids going straight to the parts that give them joy. And maybe as adults, we need to relearn our love for life. And in Designing Your Life by Burnett and Evans, they break down life into four discrete areas. Health, work, play, and love. Here, I want to focus on play, which is an activity that brings you joy when you do it. And if it brings you joy, it is done, but let me say this. If it brings you joy, but is done to win, advance, or achieve, That isn't joy. So those of you who say that work is play, that's the wrong answer. You must do this purely for the pleasure and not for any particular outcome. That's play. I'll confess, for the last 20 years, I've said as much about my work and that it brings me joy. And it actually does. But I rarely do things for the pure enjoyment alone. You could say the meter on my dashboard labeled play has been on about a quarter of a tank or maybe even empty. And you are probably no different than me at a certain point. And you didn't have time for play anymore. And it was time to get serious. Imagine all the things you waste time and energy doing that you don't enjoy. Taxes, bills, cleaning, and organizing. And if you have it on a to-do list and you keep putting it off or you have to convince yourself to get it done, then that's what I'm talking about. The things that make you want to hit the snooze button a couple more times before getting up to do them. Many of these things 
have to be done and are essential to our lives. But that doesn't mean you have to invest a lot of time and energy into them. One of the beneficial strategies is to focus on the things that you enjoy doing. Remember, only those things that bring you joy purely in the doing. And if that is hard, imagine what it was like to be a kid. What did you enjoy? What are some of the things you can enjoy no matter what age you are? Another part of enjoying life is also taking care of the vehicle that gets you from birth to death. I'm talking about your body. It's pretty hard to enjoy anything if you don't keep up the maintenance. And it's ready for the salvage yard. The Romans believe that to have a healthy mind, you must have a healthy body. And that holds true today. Look at the U.S. military and professional athletes who discipline themselves physically and having an incredible amount of focus. Jocko Willing even coined the phrase, discipline equals freedom. I can guarantee he will post a picture of his watch at about 4.33 a.m. as proof that every single day he's up at that time before his workout. And then immediately following, he'll post a follow-up picture of sweat on the floor, a piece of equipment, and sometimes his broken calluses on his hands using his Twitter account as proof of his ethic, his work ethic, and his discipline. And with anything in his life, the more you care for something, the longer it will last. Your body is the only one that you get issued in this life. In a Harvard study of about 18,000 people, they added three hours to their lives when for each hour of exercise that the person undertook. Now, train your body to be a weapon to use in this life. It doesn't need to be extreme. Just start where you are and find something that you can incorporate into your lifestyle that brings joy. Today, people are obsessed with goals, and they think getting to some magical number will bring them satisfaction with that. Their relationships will improve, they will be wealthier, own that dream home, or some fast car will make them happier. And that couldn't be any more obnoxious. The process of going from your current situation to your ideal situation is what allows you to grow, mature, and develop. We call this the gap in the coaching world. And maybe, maybe you want to become a charismatic leader, or maybe a great parent. You will need to pick up essential skills that enrich your life. Skills just don't appear. You might have the potential, but you might not yet possess the ability. And when you realize this, how you celebrate the achievements will be somewhat modified. Instead of celebrating those big wins, you'll start to focus on the whole process and how it shapes you into your ideal self. So say you've been studying for an industry certification and you've passed your assessments. Yes, you should celebrate the win, but also the process of becoming a certified expert in your profession. And during your journey to becoming certified, you took on more responsibility, gained knowledge, respect, and earned new skills along the way. 
And this is a positive change and creates self-awareness. But what's most or more important than that is self-acceptance. I love being invited to speak and share my experiences. It gives me a real buzz. But sometimes I actually play back what I said and analyze my words. And it turns out I was speaking too fast. Too many fillers. Wasn't speaking in a clear, concise, and organized manner. Or wasn't even thinking quickly enough off my feet to answer the question. I was undoubtedly embarrassed about some of my performances because I was trying too hard to be something or someone I was not. To get better and create positive change in my role, I knew I had to become aware of the issues I wanted to improve. Now, my solution was to sign up for Toastmasters International. I started my own podcast, and then I started guest appearing on so many other podcasts, actually as many as I could. And my public speaking soon improved, and so did the message that I was communicating, which improved my professional career. Now, I recommend you take a similar approach. Being self-aware is a crucial aspect of improvement. And being authentic and self-accepting of who you are and not trying to be someone you're not. The number one complaint you hear today and probably all throughout time is there's just simply not enough time. Most everyone feels this way and yet you can easily see that we spend several hours a day watching television or scrolling social media. The average person spends four hours a day watching television and about two and a half hours on social media. It's a fact that we need better approach to time management. Time is the most precious gift that has been entrusted to you. And we all have about 78.7 years to accomplish God's purpose before being called home. Though 78.7 years is a massive amount of time to accomplish anything, it actually isn't when you see how we waste it, behaving as if we have this unlimited amount of time. And if you did a time audit, you'd be amazed at how much time you waste. Time management is a tool that can be used to combat waste and abuse. And when you begin appreciating the time that you do have, you begin to plan your day and life accordingly. A great start is to ask yourself a couple questions and begin prioritizing your activities. The first question you should ask yourself is, what are your highest contributions? Now, when you reflect on contribution, consider how you uniquely bring to bear your strengths, your experience, and capabilities. The word contribution should capture a sense of your purpose, citizenship, and service to others. And the second question is what are you passionate about? Motivation and energy fuel daily behavior. And when you set your priorities and get clear on what brings you inspiration in your day, time management is just one way to stay happy. But you must also couple this with emotional regulation and you'll find yourself another level happier. Consider this. 
If you cast out negative emotions into the world, you'll not only waste time bitching, complaining, and blaming, but there will be negative consequences in return. The social connections and relationships that you have been building will begin to dissolve and fade away. And when you focus on negativity, it hurts your productivity and manifests itself into procrastination. And if you still have internal dialogue a week or even a year later about the same thing, you're still wasting time. It's time to let it go. And if you practice emotional regulation, you'll have time for what's important and be happier in the long run. So when someone ruffles your feathers, breathe before you respond. If you're feeling some rage or anger, then really take a time out. Go for a walk or journal about your thoughts. Taking a break will ensure that you are calm and focused on an ideal outcome that results in a positive outcome. Suppose that you live near a metro region. And in that case, you'll understand what I'm talking about next. Everything must happen at once to run smoothly or one error can cause chaos. That's what we call overload. But it hasn't always been that way. The Wall Street Journal has the largest paid circulation as of January 2021. And it is the leading source of business and financial news. Imagine how much information is just in that one paper. Now, if you go back a few hundred years, America's first independent newspaper, the New England Current, was published by Benjamin Franklin's older brother in 1721. And by the American Revolution, 37 newspapers across the colonies produced information on a weekly or monthly basis. And to be exposed to what the Wall Street Journal produces today, it would take a lifetime in Benjamin Franklin's day. Now, given what we have today, it's vital that you shut off your brain from consuming regular and just relax and hear your own thoughts. A great way to relax or to take a sabbatical from the world is just being out in nature. Often, after a few weeks packed full of content creation, podcasting, and coaching calls, I'll leave civilization behind for a few hours to maybe even a day. The national and state parks and resources are places that are conducive to letting go of the business of life and just relax. The sounds of nature and the stillness can bring you into a meditative state of mind. The result is that when you, I leave these 10 places, I am much more clear on my priorities. My sense of urgency and those meaningless tasks begin to dissolve. Nature also stimulates your creative thinking. And it's undoubtedly no fluke that Thomas Edison would go on these daily walks around the lab grounds and that sparked some of his famous discoveries. It may seem like an effort to get out into nature, but the rewards are much more beneficial than you realize. And it's not as difficult as you think. 
The three-day effect is a book that looks at the science behind why being in nature for three days makes us happier, healthier, and more creative. Now, whether it's rafting in Utah, backpacking in Colorado, or strolling through Rock Creek Park in the nation's capital, scientists find that nature immersions reduce anxiety, they enhance your creativity, and boost your well-being. And if you commute, it too can be used for success. Generally, the average commute is about 30 to 90 minutes long in America. And that is a lot of time each week engaged in transportation. So don't waste time staring at concrete walls in a subway whiz by, yelling at other drivers on the interstate, or glazing out the window on the bus while trying not to touch the rider next to you. Most of us have a smartphone and could be listening to an audiobook or maybe this podcast. And if you are on public transit, you can read a book or even journal using a text-based app on your phone. Use the time that you do have more wisely for self-improvement and your efforts will start producing fruit. There is no excuse for spending that time drifting. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes and support us by smashing that like button. Leave a comment or review on whatever platform you might be listening to. Now go out and share this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls and I appreciate you listening. Honor your service to others and love the impact you are creating. I'll see you next time.